are two 20-something-year-old women fresh out of college and fresh into all things work, life, relationships, and self-appreciation. As we find ourselves, we hope to provide a space for others to join in on our takes on life and the process of making sense out of the nonsense. So welcome to our podcast, where we make the grass a little greener, because here, we We grow grow together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, hey, hey. We are so excited to hear from you guys and have you guys here listening to us today. We are going to be doing a this or that just to kind of, you know, break the ice, get you guys talking, get us talking. So we're going to first start off with the first question of movies or TV series. So you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Um, I probably would say TV series for me. Um, I personally prefer TV series over movies. I like the shortness of a TV episode. Um, and typically that keeps me engaged, keeps me going to the next episode. Now, obviously if you watch a string of episodes, it'll probably equal the amount of time that you watch a movie, but it's something about a TV series being 30 minutes, 45 minutes, (laughs) even an hour that keeps my attention. Yeah. I feel like recently I have been getting into TV series and I think that's like the This Is Us is just ending and then I like like you said having the choice of being able to like binge something I've been enjoying but usually I'm a movie girl I like to have a beginning middle and end come fast so I'm usually a movie girl yeah definitely and understand that for our second this or that we're gonna do Vine or TikTok um so I'm a vine girl I loved vine I thought it was so fun and so free um it seemed like it was like the time in our lives before advertisements before money like (laughs) like obviously money but it was really just like the time before social media was like stressful you could go on vine everybody on there is acting a fool it seemed like it was less censored like it was just super duper funny and crazy. And like, it always reminded me of like an app version of like America's Funniest Home Videos, if that makes sense. Like everybody on here is just chaotic. And it was just great. I have the same feeling about Vine, but that is why I choose TikTok because I think that TikTok is giving us present day what Vine was back then. And I think we need it now more than ever, a place where you can just scroll and be laughing like I get on TikTok and I could be laughing for literally three hours to myself laying in my bed scrolling like (laughs) I need that I need that every night just to finish out my night so I'm gonna say TikTok because I think besides the ads and all the extra stuff that has come with time I think it still is a beautiful place to be yeah and it definitely has a nice contrast of like you do have your funny but then you also can have other things too um it's just like a live version of like a pinterest so i guess something like you can just have like your funny stuff in one category your home style stuff in one other like that kind of stuff and it seems like everybody kind of knows that tiktok is like the joke of all of the platforms like you can get on your makeup on you got your bonnet on it's like i'm feeling like you talking to me versus tiktok i mean uh instagram and twitter and all those other places you gotta be kind of you know more professional yeah, TikTok's definitely like the premium version of Vine, for sure. <laughs> and then the last thing is beach trip or cabin trip. Okay, so for this one, I would have to go with beach trip. 
this was a hard decision because obviously cabin trips are still fun too. It's very like, oh, under the covers, warmth, you love it. But beach trip is really just, it's giving all the vibes. I love the water. I love being at the pool, at the beach, relaxing, getting a tan. That's my ideal life to live. Like (laughs) that is where hopefully I will retire and live my best days. On a beach. Yes. I love a beach. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not say I don't like that vibe, but I figured out recently, I was just thinking to myself about this because I don't even like being on a beach that long. Like an hour hits and I'm sweating, I'm tired, I'm heat deprived. Like, I don't know what's going on here. So I would say I enjoy the beach for a, a slotted amount of time, but a cabin trip is my dream. I want to be at a cabin with a jacuzzi and a fireplace and making marshmallow making s'mores I feel like that's a with the right people that could be a great time super duper fun I definitely agree like I said I like both um definitely love a beach trip though um I think they're I think they're both equally as fun I think they're so nice um hopefully I will be rich enough what'd you say I feel like I think beach I think island so that I love the island. I think that's yeah. a a place I would want to be retired. Yeah. Day. And the goal is to be rich enough to be able to do both, right? You do your- winter trips, having the cabin, summer trips, you're going to, to the beach. Yep. You love to see it, literally. Um, so well, we're going to get into a little bit of what we're here to do, right? So what the title of our series is. Um, why we're here um, and why we're kind of jumping into our series. So we decided to go into our topic for our series and give you guys a taste of what you're going to see on this podcast first. Obviously, we are going to take some time to double back after this episode and give you guys like a full get to know us spread where you're going to be able to learn more about who we are as people and who you're literally listening to. Um, but we feel like it's more important to catch you guys as listeners, um, to just give you guys a little bit of a taste of what we're going to be talking about. So we're going to get right into it. See if you guys love it. See if you guys hate it. That's okay too. Um, but we hope you guys love it, honestly, because we have some good takes. I feel like, I think we're going to talk about some good stuff. So, yeah. So the title of our series, um, this go round is under the influence. And though that may seem like a pretty risque title, um, we chose this title because we are now going through a transition, which is very obvious. Um, so we just wanted to take a minute to reflect on the lessons we've learned along the way and how we plan to utilize these lessons for our future as we're growing up, um, which I think is super important. And one area that we have navigated and continue to navigate is social media and all of the pressures that come with it. Um, On top of that, we must consider navigating this space as Black women in the world of aesthetics and lifestyles. And I know we know all about that, right? So today we're going to talk about being under the influence of the material girl life and its progression over time. So some things that we've seen just based on pressures, like being black women, um, and all the things, all the things, literally all the things. Oh, yeah. Um, and we have a breakdown. We're going to get into all the different aesthetics that I'm sure you guys have been bombarded with, even if you don't want to be bombarded with it. You have seen all of these aesthetics play out. We want you guys to give your opinions, of course, so make sure you guys are thinking through these as we're saying them. What we say is in law, but 
we think we have some pretty good takes on all three of these. So we're going to start with the material girl. We feel like the material girl is the start of when these aesthetics start to get labeled as what they were. Like they start to get names behind them. So the material girl was originally a 1984 Madonna song that if you Google material girl right now, it will pop up first. But for what we're more commonly known of the material girl topic of, we see it on TikTok. The trend turned lifestyle was resurfaced and recently coined by the artist Saucy Tantana. I know you guys have heard that song. It stuck in my head. Who highlights the finer things of life, such as Balmain, Chanel, and Pearls. A material girl is someone who sets the standard that dealing with them is going to take money because they are checking the price tags. So for some influences that we thought of that kind of just emulate what we're trying to say is like a Ari Fletcher, a Jada Wada, a Young Miami, a JT. These are all like the it girl lifestyle that we love and see every day. So I definitely think these are girls that definitely highlight what we're saying when we say material girl. And they're also giving their own their own depiction of them. I think they all kind of have different avenues when it comes to what a material girl looks like. Yeah. And how do you feel about this trend? What what was your thoughts when it was um, going on? So I would say this, when it first began, it was like really jazzing me up. Like I was hyped up by it, to be honest, because- you love to see black women or just women like hyping themselves up for one, right? We love to see each other living in luxury, living in, you know, material things, having fun. Like that was also a big thing too that came with the song is like being a material girl. It was really like, we're going out, we're having fun. We're spending money. We're going to the clubs. We're getting the drinks. Like that is just like the life, right? And so I loved it. I was hyped. I love the song too. Like, I think the song was absolutely great. I think he is great. And he himself emulates um, the entire just aesthetic and persona of a material girl. Um, And so do these influencers as well too. So I think personally, it was a nice start. Obviously, we're going to get into some more later, but I think this was a really good start to the trend, mainly because its sole purpose started off as having fun, right? And that's what we wanted. Like we wanted people to have fun. We want them to enjoy themselves. Um, and, you know, if the, like the money and the materials and the stuff that comes with that, like, yes, obviously that is like a piece of it. And that was a piece of the persona, but most of it was really just like, we're going out, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And that this also being the first coin term that we started to put labels to people for, it was an authentic time. Cause it's yep. like these people came in and we labeled them as what we seen, what we seen before they were even labeled a material girl. So like mm-hmm. they were living this life way before they always had this aesthetic, this feel to them. And then material girl just seemed so fitting. Cause it was like, you really are setting the trend. You coming outside with whatever's new, whatever's flashy, and we love it. Like, we enjoy you going outside and looking nice, looking cute. I think about Ari and her hair all the time, like having her hair done all the time, a different style she has. Like, the girls are getting new styles every two weeks, every month now. I can't even keep up. So, Mm -hmm. like, that in itself is just, like, 
changing it up, having fun, like you were saying, is beautiful. Being able to just like embrace that we can, we can be diverse in a lot of areas. Like not only just clothes, but when it comes to hair, when it comes to makeup, like they have certain makeup looks that they all are like known and coined for. So I love it. And I definitely think too, that this is like a, like flashy, um, like a flashier area of the trend as well. So mm-hmm. I think when I think of all these people too, like I'm thinking of like the most, like the chains, like all of the diamonds and the purses and the all of that, which we've said, but it's really like flashy. It's like, I'm here when I walk in the room, like you're going to see me, right? Yes. Um, and that goes to like birthdays too. Like every Ari, Jada, Wada, Young Miami, JT birthday, like, there's always going to be a post that you like. I need this to be me next year. Like, yeah. Cool. <laughs> How y'all getting cars? Y'all getting the the chains, the like flower bouquets coming by the yeah. like the whole night. It's beautiful. It's like okay, next year I'm gonna need everybody to step it up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, so kind of I guess going off of that too, this can kind of lead into the next question, which is like, how could this trend go negatively or go wrong? Um, based off of what we've seen thus far from, let's say, influencers establishing this aesthetic and now the people that they're influencing, which I don't, I never know how to coin this term. I, I don't necessarily like calling people fans or like, I don't know, followers, I guess. Like, how do, how can this go wrong with the people that are looking at them and looking up to them? I think we kind of covered in the beginning of when we were talking about just how we feel about the trend, that these people were already like this before this was even a coin term, like material girl was even a thing. So they have a drive that was able to help fund this lifestyle. Yeah. And I think that they also had the right connections. Like Ari has, what's Tay? Ari has Tay to do her yeah. hair. So like, we are seeing people that have the right connections and the right funds and how that how that pans out to look. Yeah. Me, I'm buying each wig I gotta I gotta put on my head. I yes. buy the the expensive trips for my birthday. Like that's coming out of my pocket, my nine to five smaller end just out of college life. Like it's a completely different scale. And I think not being able to scale a material girl life is where we go wrong like being able to make a material girl fit within your tax bracket yeah and just knowing like what what can you do I guess we don't see the background that's the biggest overarching thing about social media in general right we don't see the background of what's going on and what's being done in order to pay for these things or uphold this type of life like you said they had this life before these these terms were coined or before we even had the opportunity to get a peek into their lives. So now we're just starting to see it. And also I think too, we have to factor in like timeline, like we're just now, we're just now seeing this. We don't know where or at what stage they are in there, you know, um, just the money that they have, how rich or famous that they are like they may be later in the game they still may be early in the game we have no idea where they are obviously like we can't check their finances we're not doing that we just see what's on the outside there are also other ways to maintain like and uphold 
rich lifestyles, which we don't always factor in. Like we look at ourselves and we're like, okay, like I only have my nine to five to pay for this. Right. I know that's, that's the case for me at least. Right. But for other people, they may have other avenues that allow them to pay for certain things. Like they may have, you know, help from certain people, like people that are close to them that could be help from their partner, help from their families. Like there are other ways, I guess, is what I'm trying to say is yeah, to make money. And for us to kind of look up at that and just be like, oh, yeah, like I'm just going to, you know, go broke trying to uphold what I the only thing that I see, which is we're only seeing the highlight reel. It can get really, really, really tricky. Really and that's fast. a super good point, because with the mindset of. I think that these people also have a very particular mindset, like. Jada Waiter and Ari, <laughs> I say Jada Waiter, but is that her like her token name? Her but, last name is Cheeves, so it's Jada Cheeves. I think that's how you say it. Uh, Jada Waiter sounds it sounds more along the lines of what I want to say, but uh, they have like a personality trait that's like very it girl. Mm-hmm. Back when like I remember Ari and Jada both being on social media. Ari was selling hair. I think Jada was also selling hair. Like they have been in the game a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we see them now and it's like material girl and they're living up to like the flashiness because they're, you know, taking in the money. But just remembering that like, these people are not new. Like, it's not like they just popped on the scene and just was just becoming like these flashy material girl type girls. Like they have been in the game so long, they've been able to sell hair, then transition into, you know, doing like an Instagram influencer type of deal and then going into whatever's next. Like they've been able to transcend through time before yeah. they are like token too. So it's easy for us as viewers to like see them and be like, dang, I'm trying to live like that tomorrow. But they wasn't yeah. like that, you know, overnight. Yeah. And I think that that is something that I want to kind of use to transition into our next one too, so that we don't spend like way too much time on just one. Cause we have definitely other definitions to cover, but I definitely want to tap on that too, just to say that one thing that I'm starting to remind myself. And I think that obviously this is something that you could remind yourself in any case, in any industry is that like, There are some professions where we have to look at the people that reach like major, major stardom as like unicorns, right? Mm -hmm. Like we can't always say that, and this is not me trying to be bleak. People are probably going to eat me up for this. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to eat me up for this, but it's one thing to strive for your goals and like really believe in them, obviously go after them 1000%. But on the other hand, I think that it is a little bit detrimental when you're striving for this like very, very, very unique position that someone may have been put in that may have involved some form of luck a little bit. So I'll, I'll explain that a little better. But like, for example, first person that comes to mind for me is like a LeBron James or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's not a part of this luxury black girl conversation, but it's still someone that just comes first to mind. Obviously it's very hard to get into the NBA, let's say. Right. And then you get really, he gets really far in the NBA. He's doing really well. He's a very exceptional player that has a lot to do with, you know, his physicality. And then he gets to, a, he just now hit a billion dollars. 
right? So you hear yeah. people that's like, oh, I'm going to be like LeBron James. Like, I'm going to make a billion dollars, period. <laughs> you said probably. Or I'm going to be <laughs> the next Ari Fletcher and I'm going to make all this money or have all this stuff. And like, once again, I think having this amount of access to these people makes us think like, oh, I'm going to be just like them and have the yes. exact path that they had. When we don't factor in throughout that process, they may have had some very special things happen to them that allowed them to get to this place. Right. You know, so we start to for sure. Cause like it's one Michael Jordan, it's one LeBron. Like, but this is over how many years are we getting these token people? Exactly. Right. So these people are, they are real, right? They're real people, they are humans. And they do have this level and status and this amount of stardom. But there is still this factor that we have to consider in that, like, I can still obviously have this level of fame or or have these goals and aspirations. And still, I may have a different path or it just may happen to me a little bit differently. I may not be able or not not be able, but I may not have the same exact as like a blueprint like I'm gonna do exactly what they did to get where they are yes and so I think people get discouraged like when they see that that's not happening and it's not happening in the same exact way or when you compare age like when you say that Ari Fletcher like she's still in her 20s and you're like I'm in my 20s too like why am I not right like why hasn't this happened Mm -hmm. to me and Jada Wade is also young yeah Miami and JT they're both also very young and so you compare your timeline to theirs and you're like I'm young too I'm hustling or I'm you know selling here I'm doing certain things that they did why am I not at their level yet when you're like you have to take that extra step to understand like they're still they still have a very unique experience they are their own human on their own path and they may have had some things that affected their experience that's not just going to be the same as yours so I think that's very important. I always want to put that out there. Very important to consider. I hope that I don't end up being like the Debbie Downer parent to my kids. And I hope they don't hate me. <laughs> um, mom, I want to be but, No, you're probably not going to be here. So <laughs> let's get that together. But I'm just a huge encourager of like, make your be own yourself. path. Yeah, make your yeah, own path. Like, make your own path. Be your own person. Like, don't make your whole identity surround. Like, don't surround your whole identity with trying to be like somebody else. It's just not going to work. It's not going to be one of them and it's one of you for a reason. Exactly. So the next one we're going to get into is the luxury black girl. So we want to kind of acknowledge the fact that these are all things that one kind of transition to the other, right? So we started off with material girl and we saw a plethora of videos. I would love to check on TikTok how many videos were made with that sound, probably millions. And we started to see a slow transition and I actually watched a TikTok video about that, where it is something very natural that people tend to do is when you don't find yourself, which is, this is natural in any way, is when you don't find yourself exactly fitting into a box, um, you try to take that box and individualize it a little bit more for yourself, right? So like the people that I just, you know, was talking about, they had the material girl aesthetic and they said, um, oh, I exactly fit into this 100%. So I'm going to try and do something to make it, you know, a little bit more me and a little bit more fitting. Right. And I feel like that's when we started to see the shift in the transition to luxury black girl. Right. So luxury black girl is material girl meets independence. Okay. So the girls are, they're still taking the trips. They still have the shopping sprees and they're still enjoying high-end living. However, 
there's this incorporation of girl boss in that now where it kind of describes a woman that's driven by like the lifestyle that she desires to have, that she wants to have. And they're maybe running their own business. They may be working in a corporate baddie setting um, or they're acting as their own boss. So this could be, you know, they are their own boss or they're literally like working for, we've seen like a Google or, you know, anything in tech. We've seen a lot of black women in tech, black girl in tech videos and different things like that. So, and it's some influencer examples that we have from that are Jackie Aina, which we all love, um, Raven Elise, another one that we all love. And then lastly, a newer influencer um, that fits this aesthetic pretty well is Alexis Barber. Yeah. Um, all of these people you can find, Please you find know, me. just looking them yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first question, obviously we're going to go over the same thing, I guess, with this one too. So how did you feel about the shift to the luxury black girl trend, Morgan? So for this, I think luxury black girl trend for me, honestly, I'm indifferent <laughs> about all of these trends. I, I'm not going to lie because I'm trying to figure out like pinpoint what my exact feeling was about it but I really felt indifferent about the fact that luxury to me always just gave bougie like that was mm -hmm. like a correlation so when I first heard luxury black girl I'm thinking like this is taking me out of material girls like you said was fun it felt like I could be a material girl luxury black girl it felt a little bit farther out of reach almost like yep now we're getting into a term that's making me feel like I have to be a certain class to get there. I have to be a certain, I have to be working at the Googles. I have to be working at the Microsofts, at the owning my own business and like making six figures in that business to be this, which I have now changed thinking at like Jackie Aina's and like Raven Elise's where like, it's not so much about luxury black girl being a aesthetic that means you have to be making crazy money, but I think that it has to be a crazy hustle. Mm -hmm. That I appreciate. Cause I think that black woman hustling for like Jackie Aina and Raven Elise are not doing anything that they don't want to do. They're not making a brand they don't stand behind. So I appreciate right. that. But I do think that it's showing more of the hustle side. Like, I'm not just showing the flashiness of things. I'm showing the behind the scenes of the work it takes to get all of these luxury things. Like, I'm, I'm making this more realistic in terms of now I'm showing how you have to get these materials is a job. And that, yep. that, that's the sad part of it all. Yes, unfortunately, right. Um, I 100% agree with that. And that actually was what I was going to say. Like that last piece was exactly what I was going to say was it turned, it allowed us to see the behind the scenes, period. And we got to see like, yeah, this is how, these are all the things that I have, but this is how, this is what I had to do to get it. And I think that it actually helped us a little bit. I, obviously there are still areas where it hurt us, but I think that it definitely helped us a little bit because it allowed us to, for it to like it allowed it to feel a little bit more realistic. Like you said, um, we got to see that, OK, like I can go to my job or I can even, you know, 
I now have a, a better knowledge of like higher paying jobs, right? Because I think luxury lifestyle, luxury black girl, like it opened up the door for more people sharing information on this is where I work and this is how much I make. I think we started to see a little bit more like pay transparency, mm-hmm. which I thought was super cool. Everyone wasn't doing it, but there were some few people that were like, yeah, I work at this tech job and this is what they're paying me. And then you got to see that and be like, oh, okay, like I can either, you know, figure out a way to do this too. Um, and it's possible. And like, it, it made it more like, okay, I can clearly see that I can go into this or work towards this and I right. can- I can have these same things instead of it just being like, I think the material girl with those specific influencers we mentioned, the level of fame was still a little bit more unclear. Like it was still a little blurry because we just saw them rise to fame so quickly and have so much money. Like, I just feel like I was watching Ari, like, obviously, like we said, she started off like selling hair and doing different things, like the little club appearances and stuff like that. But then it just went to like buying acres of land and a very expensive right. truck and like all of this. And it was like, wait, wait, I think I missed a piece. Like, I don't know what happened. Right. So with these women, it was really like, yeah, this is how much I'm making. This is what my job is. I know Alexis Barber um, specifically, like I said, she's a smaller influencer compared to the other two, but she works for Google and she's very open about her pay um, and what she makes. And she is literally 23 um making six oh, figures wow. so she's not old at all um she's very young she's fresh out of college so it's like very young and making a very high amount of money and still seeing like okay this is how I'm spending my money this is what I'm doing she goes into like this how I'm paying taxes like all that oh, stuff she down to the nitty-gritty yes and, and so I, I think that can't talk about luxury black girl without mentioning like so many trends came as like subsections to this because when you said tech it like sent a shiver down my back because I'm like I didn't see tech so much and I'm wondering how I'm not in it yet like what's the secret what's how y'all getting in because people made tech a big avenue of like if you want to become a luxury black girl and fast tech is the way to go I don't know the truth because I I still don't really understand the tech life enough to speak on it but tech has definitely been one of those things that I think became a subsection of luxury black girl. It's like the tech yeah. girls, the um, corporate baddies as uh, DeAndre, shout out to him. <laughs> All of those kind of things. I think that um, there was like subsections to luxury black girl. Luxury yeah. People. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. I just kind of loved the doors that it opened up. Um, And then I think for me, just as a reaction of like, how do I feel about it? I think that I had a, uh, I had a good reaction to this only because I, I was on, I am on my path to entering like a corporate lifestyle. So it started to kind of make things seem a little bit more real to me. Like once I finished school, um, it was like, okay, like I, I kind of can see like some of the things, at least have an idea of some of the things I'll be able to do. Better um, with the money that I have. And then also just, I know from a Jackie Aina or Raven Elise standpoint, I think they showed a lot of re- like how much social media can do for you, right? Like these oh women really like laid out the full carpet of like, yeah, this is how far social media can take you. I'm going to show you, right? And I thought that that was like exceptional because you don't see a lot of there are, there are 
lots of influencers, hundreds of thousands, right? But then you do still have just as much as you would have like a C-suite at a company. I do think there is a C-suite of influencers and they up the, right? Like they're up there with the millions of followers and the millions of dollars. Dollars. Like, yeah, they got it. And I think that that's really cool to see because that's technically history. Like there are some people that are our parents' generation and above still scratching their heads, trying to figure out like, how does this woman have millions of dollars just for making videos? Right? Way more than that. Like, it's, and I like that you said that because Alexis Barber being on here and us mentioning her, like, she is a good middle ground of showing the in-between because she's working her nine to five, but then she's also living her social media, social influencer life. And she's very transparent about the two and like how both of them contrast and are similar. So like, us being able to see both sides through her and she's still growing like by the time that by the time a couple years down the line she'll probably be even bigger have even more of a role on the social media influencer side so like it's nice to see the growth in like Raven Elise's and Jackie Aina's I don't even really Raven Elise I do remember her start but like Jackie Aina she like when this if there's anybody that's close to a blueprint for social media is her because she yeah. has started I don't even know when did, do you know when Jackie Aina like first came to the scene I don't know I just know she's one of the OGs like she started a very long time ago it had to be like early early 2010s like and even before that so oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah the luxury black girl lifestyle is showing progression yeah <laughs> definitely so I and I hope I'm not wrong about that I hope she didn't start in like I'm trying to think of like when influencing even got big and it seemed to be like 2010, 2011, like that kind of time. It was like very big for people to start their YouTubes. So um, I want to say it was like around that time, but either way, that's not a long long time. That's not. And even then, like we're saying long time, but that's not even a long career for being honest to make it be making as much money as she's making. Like that's a, that's pretty cool. Um, so the second is like, how did you, how did the luxury girl aesthetic go wrong? What do you think? So when I first said, I thought the luxury girl aesthetic was kind of setting people apart because it was giving more bougie classism. I changed my mind, like halfway through, once I started to see what the aesthetic really was, and I started to see that it was really showing the work ethic, the behind the scenes, and it really started to open up our eyes to what's possible as people who are going into this if you do want to go into influencing or you do want to go into that life like you can start off somewhere and end in influencing you don't have to just start in influencing I appreciate that but Mm -hmm. I think where it can go wrong is that we see like you were saying about a blueprint and like I was talking about with the tech life being like highlighted there is a disconnect of how easy the transitions are mm-hmm. and the time frame that it takes between each transition mm-hmm. how it can fluctuate between each person like I I have seen that if I get into tech and I'm not making six figures I'm low-key kind of mad because I know somebody who is so yep. it's like I'm I'm looking at it based on somebody else's experience versus my experience still because now it's like 
I see what the job is. I have people that are being transparent about their salary, their work schedules, all of that. So if I'm not getting exactly that, I feel like I'm being shorted. Yeah. And that's personal because that is something that like I'm looking at it in that form, but I think that it's easy for other people just watching, especially like you were saying, Alexis Barber is 23. I'm 23. So I'm looking like, yep. you said she working at where? Is she making how much? So it's easy yeah. to like, yes, we see these girls working for what they have, but it's still like, you're starting off at a Microsoft, a Google, and not, she probably didn't start there, but like you're at a Microsoft Google right now, which is completely different than what my path was. So I would say yeah. the comparisons are easier because now I feel like, I thought she was just like me. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Not. And I think to piggyback off of that, like the second step or like the the second step downhill <laughs> that can happen is burnout. Um, I yeah. feel like oh, we can end up looking at that, making those comparisons, and then working ourselves to the dang on ground, trying so hard to get there, which still kind of goes into like the the material girl thing too that I was mentioning earlier too, is like trying so hard, like you make those comparisons. I think the biggest theme between all of these is just comparison. Like where this can go wrong is comparing yourself to these people and not allowing yourself to go down your own path on your own journey. So, which can lead to burnout. So if the luxury girl lifestyle is really coined by being a girl boss and working really hard and, you know, working for everything you have, you could end up literally working yourself sick because you're (laughs) trying so hard to keep up with something. yeah. Yeah. You're trying so hard to keep up with something that's not healthy for you. So that is actually the perfect segue because the girls are burnt out yes (laughs) they are sitting and realizing like whoa we worked so hard we have created these businesses we have worked these nine to fives and it's beautiful and we are happy to have it but we need a place where we can come and live the soft life and that is a transition from luxury black girl to soft life and this is a life of ease The lifestyle is supposed to advocate for equality and self-care. It's supposed to make sure that we are all doing the things that are making us intentionally happy. This is filled with the right relationships. This is tranquil labor. This is free time. The soft life is made to basically alleviate the pressures of having to be like the material girl and worry about the material things. The extreme hustler mentality that's going to get us these luxury lifestyles is showing us that we can live a life of just what makes us happy, what is making us, what is giving us the self-care that we need to be able to wake up every day and not feel like we have to be on 10, waking up at 4 a.m., going to sleep at 2 a.m., taking a break, calming down. So some of the influencers that we had in mind were Kimmy Baby. She is living a soft pregnancy, which is interesting. That's an interesting view, um, interesting lifestyle to follow. And then Jazz Turner. So with this, we're going to go, of course, into the same two questions that we asked for the last two of how did this trend make you feel? Um, once again, I've been having really positive ones for each one. Um, soft life, I, this may be the one that I'm a little indifferent about. Um, because yes, I, I do agree that like with these first two it is really like, 
boot camp. It's like high pressure, like high. Like, now, listen, get the money. <laughs> yeah, it's like get the money right now. It's so freaking crazy. And soft life is obviously the complete opposite of that. Um, it's treating yourself, praising yourself for treating yourself. I think the one thing that I just feel a little bit indifferent about is there is a slippery slope here with this one where you can end up in a position where you may be like, either your viewers are going to judge you, right? Because they're going to think that you're just like faking. Right. They're going to think you're faking or they're going to think you're so just kind of stuck up or even jealousy. I think this is like a real like breeder for jealousy too. Cause like you're basically just broadcasting the fact that like, oh, I don't have to lift a finger and I just kind of get to kick my feet up. I don't get to do anything, which is not a bad thing. It is not a bad thing for my black women. I will say that because we do have to work extremely hard for every single thing we get. So I definitely think it's a huge and like deserving thing that we definitely deserve. I think that just in terms of like devil's advocate, like there are people that have not really taken to it nicely because they've just kind of been like, oh, these are the the girls that don't have to do anything and I have to work super hard. I don't like it, um, stuff like that. But I feel kind of indifferent about it because I just don't, I I don't live a soft life. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're never going to work. If we if we being honest, like I'm working, uh, I'm I want to be like you, my boy. Okay, I'm trying to get like you, my boy. But and it is like a thing that if you look at it in a positive way, it's a thing that you can aspire to and be like, obviously, yes, like I'm working really hard so that I can get to a soft life. It is something right. I deserve. Um. But I just at this moment in time, like I just can't 100 percent relate to it. So when I see it, it's just kind of like it's nice to see for you. Like it's nice for you, um, but it's just not the content I would follow because obviously we follow people to be influenced by them. Um, and yeah, so that's just kind of like that's how I feel about it. Like Kimmy, baby, just to go into a little bit of detail. I'm like influencer obsessed. Like, I don't know. I just like it's not only me just being obsessed with them, but I, I really just like the psychology behind all of this, like any videos or anything that's like explaining social media and trends. And, and how, how to get like, here. Like, <laughs> yes, like this is like a for real. They're going to be hundreds of millions of studies. We're living yes. in a experiment for sure. Yes, there are going to be tons of studies that come out um, eventually later on when we're old and gray. We're going to be like, yeah, these were things happening when we were kids. And I think that it's really important to just kind of look at the psychology of how people think and how things shift. And once again, how people create these own boxes for themselves, like hundreds of boxes will sprout out from just one. We're only covering three, but I'm pretty sure there's so many hashtags that we don't even see on our timelines that people are like, oh, I'm living this girl lifestyle. I'm living this girl. Right. And it's just going to keep going. Like it's a loop. Um, but Kimmy baby, she has like, um, her soft life is mostly attributed to, um, she is pregnant and her husband or fiance, I think is a football player. So she really gets to just be like taken care of. She gets to relax during her pregnancy. Um, she goes in like goes to the chiropractor, goes to the spa, goes to her home goods, you know, lives that life. Um, and then I think that there are also a lot of influencers like Jazz Turner too, or some influencers that like they've surpassed the working super hard phase. Mm-hmm. So now like their content now is like, oh, yep, I've worked super hard. And now I'm going to show you my soft life and how my hard work paid off. So 
Uh-huh. And I don't know, like, this is going to answer the first and the second question of how do I feel about the trend and where can it go wrong? We are not sure how influencer life plays out because this is the start of influencers making this much money this fast. And we are seeing the lifespan of it and like how the transitions happen, all that kind of stuff. Like you were saying, we're living in a social experiment. Like this is new. Yeah. This to me, (laughs) this might sound controversial, but look, this to me is sounding like early retirement. And like, I, not everybody gonna be able to do this. That's all I gotta say. This is a very, 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 very small pocket of people, I feel like. Yes. This is not taking from, because I separate this even from having a a spouse or somebody who is able to take care of you. Like, I can see that as like, usually you're gonna have some kids, you're gonna be a stay-at-home mom. That's a different life to me. Because soft life, kid is not soft. Like, I'm, I'm going to baseball practice. Like, that's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I think, Soft life for me is sounding like once you are done being the material, the luxury girl, you have the luxury of being able to live a soft life. And like, Mm -hmm. not everybody's going to be able to live that way. I think that taking pieces of it, though, because the right relationships and just not hustling so hard that you are like overdoing it and having more free time and having hobbies. I encourage that. I love that. And I think that everybody's trying to incorporate that as much as possible, no matter what lifestyle you're living. And of course that's a luxury in itself, but soft life is just giving you have the funds and you have hustled so hard that you are now able to do this. Yes. And I think when you look at it that way, I think that's a really good way to look at it. Like I don't want what I said in the beginning to come off as like bitter. <laughs> I'm bitter. <laughs> but I'm like doing the money so I can be in a soft life. <laughs> no, for real. Um, but I think saying that they are in a niche, like a niche pocket, which is what we've been saying so far, I think that is also very true to attribute this to, right? So some of us, and I think that obviously with the, the way that like careers are going now, I think there are going to be a lot more people that are able to retire early. I think that's very much so possible. Um, and so I think that this may be something that becomes more common. I think it's really small right now. Um, but also just the documentation of it. So we have to kind of factor that into that. It's probably people that have been living like this for a a while. We just didn't see it. So these are people now that are posting on TikTok and posting on social media. So now we get to actually see it, but like, I'm pretty sure there's people that have been, obviously like this has been happening since the beginning of time. Um, just being able to kind of kick your feet up and relax or the beginning of like the, the new, the new age, I guess. The, the I more like be able to enjoy that before we get to, cause like, I never believed in you need to be 60 plus before you can sit down. Like that don't ever make sense to me. So I hope that every, especially black girl, cause I mean, I'm always going to support them. I feel like every black girl should be able to have a, a period of soft life, even if it's like, encouraging taking those breaks like gap years and like if you are transitioning jobs taking a month in between each job like anywhere you can kind of get that soft life early retirement feel for a little bit I encourage it yep I feel like it's a beautiful thing I feel like it's a nice little transition from one to the other right so we had one we went to two we had three and they each can kind of if you get to experience all three that's a life 
Okay, period. Like, if no, you really, experience all you three, transcend through all three, you are the new blueprint. You have yes, period. Like, yeah. I think that that's what it is. Because I could also say, too, that Jackie Aina, she's living her soft life. Like, obviously, she's Real. working really hard right now. But, like, Raven Elise, too. Like, you're in the mansions. You're able to get the pools, do the whatever. Like, you have put that work in them first years when they and first started the thing, It's not, like people are not putting the work in. So that's when it's like soft life. After you get to have that point of ease, it's like after years of literal chaos, you get to have this moment. So I appreciate that too. And of course, some people, you know, they get to get in these lives earlier because of certain, you know, outer things. I was going to say, I was going to say that too, that like, I think there are some people that are advertising like a soft life of like, they didn't have to work at all or they don't have to at all, or shoot, maybe never had to, or like we said, have a partner that just pretty much kind of funds, funds everything or parents or whatever. Um, That is definitely a consideration as well. I think the only way that it goes wrong is if you're just like putting people down for this life that you live. Like I've, I've always been open to people that are like, I'm privileged and I know I am like, I'm 100% fully aware that I'm in a unique position. I'm privileged and I get to enjoy this. So I think that that is always the best way to go instead of just trying to either talk down on people that. Oh, I just could be you. Like, no, it can't. (laughs) Like, no, actually we're starting from two completely different points and that's okay. That's okay. Just let me be I can come with you. Yeah, no, for real. (laughs) I have no problem with that um so oh oh yeah go into it yeah okay so for the pressures of dealing with these labels as black women we have said all of these things material girls of course is coined by a black person it is highlighted by black women for luxury black girl that's in the name and then for soft life of course it's you know there's other races that are also participating but we are focusing in on black women in these spaces like what do you think the pressures are and how are they different from everybody else who's able to join in on this trend? What sets us apart? How are we affected by this? So I just had something that just popped into my head that kind of, I think goes along with this really well. Um, that kind of encapsulates why this sets us apart and why we're going through this phase as black women. And I think that it's because it touches on what I just said about not having like we haven't been able to see it before true right so that's one thing but this was also something that we if you look at us historically did not have the pleasure of having right so I think the whole reason why these things even have emerged or exist is because when you just look at the history of black women in general you don't see us you know either obviously just as you don't see us enjoying luxuries or enjoying our lives. Like a lot of our lives were attached to our husbands or very attached and invested to our children. And we didn't get to see for one, we didn't get to see like single women, I guess, like all like very much so enjoying the luxuries and, and the lavishness of life or like all the things that life has to offer. It always seemed like it was like, There is a level here, but you don't get to you don't get to be there like you don't get to reach that, because if I compare it to, you know, white women, which would be like the contrast like that is they have seen that 
<laughs> they've gotten yeah, there they- before, right? So those are some things that they've been able to touch, levels of money and wealth that they've been able to touch that we had not been able to touch before and that we're just now being able to touch and also influence other people to see it. So and and no shade, no shade. I I love the other races, but I think that I have seen before like a person of a different race be able to have the high-rise apartments and all this stuff. And I never questioned where they were getting the funds from. Exactly. But I figured it was family or somebody that was funding this, helping them fund. Cause like when I would hear what they did, I just it wasn't adding up. But like for black girls, the reason that I think I'm so indifferent on the terms is because I feel like we have to constantly label and like answer the question of how did you get this? Well, well, how do you like, it just kind of gives, why can't I just live in luxury? Y'all see that I'm a luxury girl and I just keep moving. Like, why don't I yeah. explain and show and label it? Like I, I'm just luxury. Like that's yep. just what I am. Like it's just, yep. it's an ask, it's a feel. I don't really think it needs necessarily a label. And that's where I kind of get indifferent of like, is the label empowering or is it making us have to explain ourselves once again and be is like, limiting. Well, I'm a soft girl where I'm a, I'm a material girl. I'm a, why can't I just be a girl who likes finer things or a girl who likes regular things? Like, why does it have to be a, this is what you are. This is what pocket you feel in. Cause I feel like other yeah. races don't have to do that. They can live in luxury and luxury is regular. Yep. Cause generationally, like when you think about it, even if you want to look at someone in luxury, that's super young, you'll just like, you would just imagine like, okay, they have rich parents or something like that. I feel like that isn't even a first thought for black women or black people in general too, just because of the history that we have had. And obviously it is possible for black parents and things to be rich. But once again, I don't think that that's always people's first mind. I think their first mind is to question, like instead of just assuming, which also assuming is bad, but just even just keeping it to yourself and assuming in your mind, I think people need to do more of that than all the questions that we get or the questioning that you have to go through. It's better. I think it would just be a lot better if you there's a middle ground to label. Yeah. You want to be authentic. You want to be able to share, like you said, of being able to have like salary transparency and things like that. Like you want those things. You want other black women to be able to come up behind you and say, like, no, this is not the right amount of money, or you know, whatever. But there's also the middle ground of like, I don't have to explain myself and what I do to get these, get these finer things. I'm just yeah just get like me. No, you don't ever have to, you shouldn't have to defend yourself. Like you should never be defending, you know, like you should be able to live that life and not feel like, Oh, I'm, I'm defending what I have. Um, it should be fun and it should be a good experience and a good time. Um, and I think that just to kind of explain, like, we want to talk about like authenticity and like how important it is to just kind of remain authentic. I think despite all of that, like, despite like the, remaining, um, like explaining yourself or maybe even defending yourself in some cases, I think one of the biggest things that we should try to do to counteract that is just, I guess, kind of remain and keep our authenticity. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that we've seen some influencers now start to pop up that are remaining that same authenticity. We're starting to see, I guess, kind of another sprout (laughs) that is coming out next. Um, of Black women influencers that are 
maintaining the authenticity and being real. And it's not to say that these influencers that we've named previously are not real. Um, well, I think yeah, it's they just, have their pockets. Like they started it. Yes. They, they were in it. Yeah. But we need what's next. Yep. And just seeing like, oh, okay, like once again, I don't think I fit in this box. So I'm going to create my own. Right. And I'm going to try to, and I think that right now we're starting to see influencers that aren't trying to put themselves in a box. They're just here and they're just trying to apply themselves to as many different places as they can. So, um, what do you think? What do you think is next? Like after, after all these things and we're on soft life right now, I guess this is the highlight. What is the, the next trend? Um, I can't 100% say I'm, I feel like I'm always shocked every time these trends come out, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm always taken off guard. Cause I'm like, Oh, I wasn't expecting that one. But, um, I think that for me is, I think there's going to be just based off of some of the people that I've seen and that I love, there's going to be, um, just kind of a surgence of people that are just like, like bump the labels. I don't care about them. Here I am. Yeah. Um, and some examples of those people, like some people that I t- are that I watch now that I like a lot are uh, Monet McMichael. Um, and then there's another girl, Anika She, and then E. Kane. That's my favorite girl. I know E. Kane. I know, I know you have to know E. Kane. And E. Kane is coming on the camera, however she looks. She coming on the camera. Period. Look at however she looks. She's coming on with her authentic self wherever she is. She doesn't try to do too much for a background or a location or like whatever she still does her her hair videos which she's really really good at but it's really just like this is me like if y'all don't like it y'all don't get, it or get off. Me. like she's not changing herself at all and I think that same thing applies for Aneka and that same thing applies for Monet McMichael Monet is all about having fun like being her authentic self she's having fun she's going out and when she's talking to you it doesn't feel rehearsed. It doesn't feel like it feels just natural, relaxed, like you're talking to your friend on the phone. Right. And I think that that is all th- all throughout those three people. I think that is just what I've been seeing is kind of like a, I don't fit in none of these. So I'm just going right. to come on here as me. And, the right? and I like that. We need, we need a, we need a reset. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we need a reset. Yeah. It's time to, it's time to get a reset. So I definitely think that is a great way to end it's just we have these pockets right now we have the material girl lives we have the luxury girl lives but honestly whatever your life is that's the aesthetic that is the aesthetic like literally make your own aesthetic based on the life that you live like I feel like that's the biggest thing that you can kind of take away from this is like we're never gonna fit exactly into what someone establishes as a box or as an aesthetic I think that we just have to work really hard to remain authentic and true to ourselves so that we don't get lost in the sauce and lost in everything that is social media and aesthetics and vibes and all the different labels and things. It just can get really crazy sometimes. And that's why we have to keep growing. So that's all we have for you today. In order to make sure that we keep growing, like, leave a review and tell a friend.